and welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Spotify and some of the other platforms we broadcast on. And this is me, Warren Landis. I am your host and Bible teacher here on Sunshine USA. And as usual, it is such a great joy to have you tuned in uh, to the program today. Um, as you know, we're in the Book of Romans. Uh, we've been in the Book of Romans for a few broadcasts now. And I can assure you we've got many more broadcasts focusing on the Book of Romans coming up. And in just a few moments, we'll pick up with Romans chapter 3 and verse 9, uh, which is basically where we left off yesterday on the last broadcast. Uh, I do want to make an announcement or two before we get into our main part of the broadcast where I expound on the scriptures. Uh, those of you that listen to the Blog Talk Radio Edition of Sunshine USA, we have a special treat coming up for you tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, that will be on Saturday, the 7th day of October, 2023, I'll be sharing my testimony. Now, this will be what I call my full-length testimony. There's a lot of times when I might give what I call the five-minute version of my testimony. But uh, on Saturday, the 7th day of October, on Blog Talk Radio, and you can get that broadcast by going to blogtalkradio.com slash bizradio. That's B-I-Z radio. And you can hear my life uh, testimony, my life story. Uh, a lot of people you know, from time to time, are asking me for more information about myself. And tomorrow is one of those broadcasts where you can get that additional information. Uh, so I just want you to make a note of it. And of course, I want you to know that before I actually do uh, that particular radio broadcast. Now, I want you to also know that... Uh, that uh, um, I also want you to know that um, Blog Talk Radio is very special to me because that's the platform we started on. I've been on Blog Talk Radio longer than any other platform. And so it is a very special platform to me. But I'm also thankful for platforms like this one, Spotify, because we have a pretty large audience with this platform, as most of you know. We have many, many listeners. And I'm very happy for that. I'm very grateful for that. Um, so we are very uh, grateful for that. Um, now, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Romans uh, chapter number 3. Starting with verse 9, but before we get into that, let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I just want to pray right now that you'll give me the words to pray that somebody needs to hear. Lord, I hope that these will be words of warning, but also words of hope and encouragement. Lord, be with my mouth. Help me to say, Lord, everything you want me to say, and not to waste my time saying anything you don't want me to say. Lord, I pray for the different needs in our radio audience. We have those that are struggling financially. We have couples that are struggling in their marriage. 
We have young men and young women struggling in the various businesses they're trying to run. And Lord, we know that with you, all things are possible and nothing is impossible. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for the ministry that you've given us here at Sunshine USA. The ability to teach your word and preach your gospel on a worldwide scale. Lord, I pray for every person in every country listening to this broadcast right now. Lord, I thank you that this is not just an American broadcast. This is a worldwide broadcast. Because, God, we know that you love the whole world. And you gave your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins so that we can have eternal life. And now, Lord, I want to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory for all that's accomplished on this program today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, Romans chapter 3, verse 9. Paul raises the question, And what then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise, for we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that all are under sin. Verse 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Now, in these two verses here, Paul raises the question, is there any advantage then to being a Jew, or are the Jews any better than anybody else? And Paul's answer to that question is no. Now, yesterday, of course, Paul pointed out there was one advantage to being a Jew, and that is the Jew was the first to receive the commandments of God. God entrusted his commandments to the Jew. And God made himself known first to the Jew. And, as I pointed out on the broadcast yesterday, God is not finished with the Jew. God is not finished with the nation of Israel. Now, Right now, we're not doing a program on um, end-time prophecy. But if we were, I would tell you that Israel has a very pivotal role to play in end-time Bible prophecy. Why? Because, you see, God is not finished with Israel yet. And God will ultimately do for Israel anything and everything he's ever promised for Israel. The day is coming, for example, when Israel will acknowledge that Jesus is indeed and in fact the promised Messiah. And that means Israel will have a national salvation. And God will fulfill the rest of his promises to the nation of Israel. We know, for example, that during the 1,000-year reign of Christ, which we call the Millennial Reign of Christ, or the Millennial Kingdom, Christ will rule the world from David's throne in Jerusalem. And Israel will have the joy of knowing that all of her enemies have been defeated. Now, this is where I tell the leaders of the countries of the world, something very important. God has promised in his word, I will bless them that bless thee, I will curse them that curse thee. The fastest way that any country 
can be punished by God is for that country to take a stand against Israel. No country can survive long that forgets Israel. That's why I'm glad that my country, the United States, has long considered itself a friend of Israel. I hope that will always be the case. I'm not so sure that it will be, given the way our government is doing now, but, but I tell you, I hope we'll always be a friend of Israel. Because those countries that forget Israel, those countries that take a stand against Israel, are going to be severely, I mean severely punished by God. Now, I'm not trying to make a political statement here. I'm just issuing a statement of fact, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. <laughs> okay, let's go on. Um, he points out that other than that, though, we have to consider that there is no real difference between the Jew and the Gentile. Because both the Jew and the Gentile have strayed far from God. That's why in verse 10 it says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. He says in verse 11, there is gone, or there is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. Now I tell you, if, if you are a true believer, if you are a true born-again child of God, you're going to be desiring the things of God. Now I can tell you something very important here. I spend time with God every day of my life. In fact, I would say on average, I spend more time with God each day than ever before. Now, part of that is because I'm uh, more or less retired, not completely retired. Uh, throughout my ministry, I've been a bivocational minister. I've done both secular work in addition to the work that God has called me to do. And I'm retired fully as far as secular work is concerned. I still work in the gospel ministry. For example, I head up this ministry called Sunshine USA. And I might add, I don't get a paycheck for it. I do it strictly as a volunteer. Nobody at Sunshine USA gets a paycheck. <laughs> and I'm the only one that officially does any work for Sunshine USA. Now that may change in the future. I don't plan to ever get a salary from Sunshine USA, but I mean, I see the day when one day Sunshine USA will have a paid staff with paid responsibilities. I see the day when Sunshine USA will be a much larger ministry than it is today. And I'm, I'm planning for it to be a ministry that will keep on going even after I'm dead and gone. I mean, I'm smart enough to figure out my old body ain't going to last forever. One of these days, my old body, it's going to die. It's going to pass away. One day you're going to read where Warren Landis has kicked the bucket. He's died. And in that day, I'll move into my heavenly mansion. And I praise God for that. I can hardly wait. Of course, now that doesn't mean I want to go up in the next load either, you know. 
I want to stick around as long as I can so I can preach the gospel to as many people as I can before the Lord calls me home. Every day that I wake up is another day that I have to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Every broadcast that I produce gives me another opportunity to tell more people around the world about God and the wonderful things of God. Amen. Well, let's read on. Verse 13. Their throat is an open uh, sepulcher with their tongues that have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. That's verse 14. <laughs> now here God, I mean Paul is describing Jews and Gentiles alike. How sinful they are. Now the sins he's talking about here are sins of the mouth. Uh, the tongue is a very strategically important part of the body. Speech is very, very important. Because you see, through speech, we could say words that are going to bless people and lift them up and give them encouragement, or we can say words of condemnation, words of judgment. I saw a sign on the road one time. It says, words hit harder than a fist, and that sign is so right. There are some people, they have never physically beat anybody up. But they have beat a lot of people up with their mouth. Saying terrible things, ugly things. We have right now fathers that are saying things to their sons and daughters like, you're never going to amount to anything. To me, that is the worst thing that any parent could ever tell a child. You're no good. You're never going to amount to anything. I heard one time about two boys. And these uh, two boys grew up with a father that was very mean and cruel. He was drunk half the time. And he was always telling his two boys, you boys are never going to grow up and amount to anything. Well, those words were very hurtful. And those words had an effect on both of his sons. Now, one of his sons in adulthood, ended up becoming just like his father. He was drunk half the time, and he was saying all kinds of hateful things to hateful people, including his own children. The other son, however, decided to travel down a different road. The other son decided when he grew up and became an adult, he didn't want to be anything like his father. And he became a very loving, compassionate friend, a very loving, compassionate husband, a very loving, compassionate father. And that's because he decided, after seeing what alcohol, for example, did to his dad, he decided that was not going to be any part of his life. A lot of times I get letters from listeners that will ask me questions like, is drinking a sin? I believe it is. 
And that's because I have seen alcohol destroy the lives of more people than anything I know. It's destroyed homes. It's destroyed businesses. It's destroyed reputations. It has destroyed bank accounts. It's a terrible thing. Well, let's read on. He says in verse 15, their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. That's verses 15 and 16. It says their feet are swift to shed blood. I mean, you listen to the news nowadays on radio or television. You look at the news on the internet. And every day you're reading about somebody getting raped. Somebody getting murdered. Somebody getting kidnapped. I, I read just the other day our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. It's becoming one of the most dangerous cities in America. The murder rate there is up considerably higher than it's been in recent years. The crime is so bad in some cities that major retail chains have decided they're not going to locate in those cities anymore because the crime rate is too high. And the police department in those cities doesn't seem to be doing anything about it. It's a terrible thing that we... A terrible world we live in today, and bearing in mind, Paul is saying that both the Jew and Gentile alike have become very extremely ungodly. Let's read on. 17. The way of peace have they not known? That's in verse 17. The way of peace they have not known. I tell you what, if you live a life of sin, if you live a life of rebellion against God, you're not going to have any peace in your life. You're not going to have any peace in your household. Peace is going to evade you. It's nowhere to be found. If you want peace, you have to get to know God. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. And without Jesus, there is no peace. So if you want peace in your life, you better turn to Jesus. He's the only source of peace that there is. Verse 18, there is no fear of God before their eyes. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That's verse 18. There are some people today, they're quick to tell you they don't, Fear God, they're not afraid of God. Some people, you tell them that they're going to hell if they don't get saved, they don't care. You're not going to see any fear in their eyes. Now, of course, the day is coming when they will change their tune, but it'll be too late. I mean, we have literally tens of thousands of people dying every day. And if we understand the Bible, it indicates that far more people are going to hell than are going to heaven. 
And I tell you, the minute a person dies, they go instantly to heaven or hell. Instantly to heaven or hell. And you see that fact right there ought to motivate you and I as Christians to share the good news of Jesus Christ with this lost and dying world while we still have an opportunity to do so. I mean, Jesus Christ, he could come back to this earth today. Amen. Jesus Christ could come back to this earth today. I don't know of any scripture that has to be fulfilled for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back to this earth, back to this planet. It can happen today. And then it'll be too late. You could die today even if Christ doesn't come back. You could die. And at that point, it's going to be too late. Now, you know, one of the biggest struggles that I have in reaching young people, young people think they are invisible, invincible. <laughs> they think they're indestructible. You talk to the average teenager today and they say, man, I got my whole life out ahead of me. And many of them do. But many of them could die before they know it. I remember the year I graduated from high school. We had a couple of students that were killed on their way to the beach following graduation. They didn't even live a day past high school graduation. I'm thinking about a young, uh, a young man that I grew up with in church. He died at the age of 23. I'm thinking about another guy I went to high school with, also a member of my church back when I was a teenager, and he died of leukemia. Uh, just this past summer, um, I noticed the high school where I went to school at, they have a page on the internet for those that have graduated from the high school where I went. And it's amazing how many high school young people in my graduating class have already passed away. Some of them didn't live long at all. And I know quite a few that didn't live past their 50s. And here I am, almost 70. We don't know how much longer we have. Your chance to get right with God could end today. That's why today, if you're not right with God, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, today is the day you need to make a decision. Amen. Verse 19, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Verse 20, Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now, we know that as Gentiles, for example, we are not under the law. The law was never given to us.
And furthermore, we're not saved by keeping the law. In fact, I'll be honest with you, the Old Testament saints, they weren't saved by keeping the law either. They had an annual day of atonement. Because they knew from experience, you can't keep the law even if you try. But you can't be saved by keeping the law. Now, some people would ask, what what good is the law then? Why do we have to take a look at the law when we're not under the law? Well, I'll tell you why. Because, you see, the law does have one very important purpose. And that is to reveal to us the fact that we have broken the law. Now, for example... Let's say a police officer, they pull you over onto the side of the road and you realize, hey, I better pull over. I'm being pulled over. I I see that blue light behind me. So you pull over and the police officer, after he asks to see your license and registration and proof of insurance, he's going to tell you why he pulled you over in most cases. He's going to say, well, this is the law you broke. You, you failed to come to a complete stop back there at the intersection, or you just blew right past that red light. That's why I pulled you over. He, he could cite a specific law that you broke, which is why he pulled you over. You see, that's the way the law is for you and I as Christians today. We don't learn the law and study the law so that we could keep the law in order to be saved, Not at all. But what the law does, though, it proves to us that indeed and in fact we are a sinner. We are a sinner in need of a Savior. Amen. We are a sinner in need of a Savior. If it weren't for the law, how would I ever know that I'm a sinner? And that I need to repent. Now, this is probably as far as we're going to get on the broadcast today due to my schedule. I don't have quite as long to teach today as I normally do. But I hope that if you haven't done so already, you'll go ahead and finish reading the third chapter of Romans. Most of you realize there's a lot more uh, to this third chapter in Romans. Um, There's a possibility, there's a possibility that we may finish the third chapter of Romans in the next broadcast, or there again, maybe we won't. I don't know. But if you haven't read the third chapter of Romans, I hope that you'll finish doing so by the next broadcast. And in the next broadcast, I will begin commentary with chapter 3, verse 21. And we're going to take a look then at the subject of justification. Amen. (laughs) Well, if you have a Bible study question or if you have a testimony, prayer request, the best way you can contact me is by email. I have two email addresses. One is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. The other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. And if you want to contact me at my snail mail address, my snail mail address is warrenlandis, 80 Thruston Street, 
That's T-H-R-U-S-T-O-N, 80 Thruston Street, apartment 8510, Greenville, South Carolina, 29605. And if you contact me at that address, you can reach me, and I'll be glad to uh, uh, hear you at that time. Uh, Hearing from my listeners is something I thoroughly enjoy. And I look forward to every letter, every email, every text message, I can assure you. So until next time, this is Warren Landis saying goodbye. God bless you, and I'll see you next time on Sunshine USA.